Matt Hicks, the FF educator, excited to get into summer scouting here on today's episode. It is that time of the year for me, the way my life works, July and August, about six weeks, is filled with summer scouting. And as I was thinking about how I wanted to start my summer scouting episodes, I realized that it made sense to start with the process. Instead of jumping right into player evaluations, player breakdowns, doing summer scouting reports, I felt it would be much more impactful for the listener to hear the who, the what, the why, and the how of summer scouting because at the end of the day, that's what the rookie big board is all about. Of course, I love jumping on here, giving insight, giving analysis, but it's just as important for me that you as a listener, as a fantasy football manager, as a lover of football, college football, pro football, you have an idea of the process so that you can not only learn from my process, but that you can build out and develop your own. So I'm excited to get into that. That's what we're going to focus on in today's episode. Before we get into that, I want to take a quick moment and just share something that I'm very excited about. You know, with the Patreon over at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard, what I try to do is tailor all of the content to what patrons want. I take the feedback from the Discord. I take the feedback that you leave for me year round, and I try to tailor resources to it. And one of the things that I consistently heard folks give me feedback on is uh, a way to combine all of the rankings into one solid source. So now brand new over at the Rookie Big Board, the, the Rookie Big Board rankings now include its rookie rankings for the 2024 class, its dynasty rankings, its Devi rankings all the way, the 2024 class through the 2026 class. And those have always been there, but now they are all in one spot. So what's really cool about that is it's now super easy, easier than ever. You can just go on and not only see those individual rankings and values, but you can see those players all compared to each other because there's an all tab where you can directly see, okay, you know, I'm looking at a Devi player. Here's the exact dynasty value NFL player that they're worth. It makes trading in Devi leagues a lot easier. It makes understanding the values of these rookies a lot easier. I'm super excited about it. And I just wanted to point that out over at patreon.com slash rookiebigboard before we actually got going with the summer scouting breakdown. But now let's go ahead and get into it here. And like I said, I'm going to break down the what, the why, the who, and the how. And then give you kind of some takeaways to walk away with in terms of how you can use the information I'm giving you for your own summer scouting process. So let's start right here, folks. There's no gatekeeping on this podcast, all right? There is no, um, you know, I I try on purpose. If you read my uh, fantasy football evaluations, if, if you read my scouting reports, I put it in language that I think fantasy managers are going to understand. 
I put it in language that's not necessarily always scouting talk. I try to interpret that. Uh, so there's no gatekeeping here. So let's start right with summer scouting. What does it mean when I say summer scouting? So for me, my definition here, it's the initial evaluation tape review of the most notable and most likely to declare prospects in the next draft class. So in this case, I'm using about six weeks in summer. I usually do July to mid-August, and that's just because the way I call it my real-life job, it's very busy in June, uh, which is why you get less podcast content from me. Uh, but some people will start in June, you know, as, as you know, pretty much they get through the, the current draft cycle and they start looking at next year's. I, I need that month, which is great for me because it also allows me to kind of uh, get a fresh palette when it comes to this year's class. But I use about six weeks in July and August, and I'll go in and I'll watch about 40 different players, and I'm going to log between two and five games worth of tape on them. Uh, and basically what it's doing is it's giving me an introduction, a foundation, a baseline of the class. So that's the what. You know, summer scouting, it could seem like a lofty term. It, it tends to be a more fun scouting process. I can take my time. I can enjoy it. I'm not worried about, you know, making sure I hit 75, 80 different players. And, you know, if I'm if I'm watching a player and I just want to throw on one more game or I want to get an idea and go back, re-watch that same game multiple times, I'll do that because it's a more, uh, you know, enjoyable, a more laid-back approach to it. I can kind of take my time and really appreciate the tape. All right, so let's go from the what to the why. And this is where we're going to start to get into some details here now that we have our foundational, uh, you know, our foundational terms set here. So the why, why do summer scouting, right? You might be listening to this podcast and you're like, dude, Matt, I love the insight you give me. You help me with my rookie drafts. But my dude, like we're coming up on this 2023 NFL season. I need to know what dynasty players, right? I need to know what trades to make in my startup drafts. I need to know what to do. But this is really important. And I talk about this all the time. If you want to win your 2024 rookie draft, it's about developing a process, right? Because if you, you know, flip on in March and April, I'll be able to help you out. I'll be able to give you that personalized insight. That's why the Discord's there at the end of the day, right? That's why you have such easy access to ask me when you're on the clock. Do I take this guy or that guy? But if you really want to, to be at your best, you can take time to develop your process and the process starts now. You build a foundation and the first thing you're going to do is when you're summer scouting or when you're reading my summer scouting evaluations, is you're going to get an idea of the major players in the class, right? So it, it gives you an introduction. You're going to start learning names. And I say this for all the time. You know, if you are not somebody who wants to do your own summer scouting, if you don't want to dig in deep to it, what I suggest for you is listen to my podcast, listen to some other great Devi podcasts out there, and just start to pick up on some of the names that you're going to hear over and over and over again, right? Because it's just going to give you an idea of some of these names that you're going to hear pop up next January, February, March, right? So for me, it helps me get an understanding of the major players in the class. And here's what's really important from my perspective. It gives me an idea of the overall strength of the class, right? We hear all the time that the big knock on the rookie analyst, on the Devi analyst is, oh, next year's class is going to be better. Next year's class is going to be better. And so through summer scouting, you know, I have an idea, you know, 
already a year ahead of what a draft class is going to look like. But until they really get under the film review, until the tape really comes out, I don't feel as confident in that evaluation. You know, when somebody asks me, hey, what's my 2024 first worth? You know, now that I've gotten 15 guys in the class under my belt, I start to feel a little bit more confident. Once I get to 30, 40 guys under my belt and I have those tape reviews and those evaluations in, then I'm going to feel super confident being able to say like here is the value of the of your 2024 pick right now. And knowing that and having that understanding is going to give you a huge advantage once you get into September and October when people start to panic about their rosters and they're willing to start kind of fire selling their, their picks, right, as injuries pile up and those contenders want to get uh, extra players on their team and they're willing to fire sale their rookie picks. If you have an understanding of the the, the class strength from summer scouting, it's going to give you a big leg up. In a kind of a more um, a, you know nuanced part of that, but really important for a lot of the questions that I get, is I get an idea of the overall strength of position groups. And so let me give you a good example here when it comes to this 2024 rookie class. This 2024 rookie class, I know one of the biggest questions I'm going to get this whole draft cycle, right? We're coming off of this year with this great running back prospect in Bijan Robinson. And you knew about Bijan Robinson years before we even got to Bijan Robinson. And then he got to the draft and he got the top 10 draft capital and he landed with the Falcons. So he's got the volume and everybody's so excited. So what's going to be the question that everyone's going to ask me, right? Who's next year's Bijan Robinson, right? And so when I'm looking at the running back class, it'd be very easy for me to say the running back class, it's not as good next year because there's no B. John Robinson. Every year, you're not going to get a B. John Robinson every year. But now that I've done, uh, I've let's see, I've logged six running back evaluations right now. I've done Donovan Edwards, Raheem Sanders, Braylon Allen, Travion Henderson, Will Shipley. All right, there's definitely a few more running backs that I want to get into before I can say for sure. I've done Trey Benson as well, sorry. Uh, you know, I want to get into Devin Neal. I want to get into Blake Corm. I want to get into Jace McClellan. Uh, you know, some of these other guys uh, before I can, you know, fully tell you what the strength of the class is. But what I can tell you right now, because I've watched six of these guys, I have three players, three running backs that I think are going to go top 50. I have a fourth and fifth guy who could go top 50, right? So what I can sit here and say is right now, you know, there might not be that guy that's going to go top 10 in this draft class. But I definitely think there's going to be at least one back that goes in the first round. And I think that there's going to be multiple guys that go in the top 50, right? And so what does that remind you of? That reminds you of, let's see, that would be 2021 with the Najee Harris, you know, Travis Etienne type year. So you can kind of start to pull comparisons in terms of the general strength of a running back group. You may look back and say, oh, that's not as exciting as B. John Robinson. But that's still a pretty good running back group, especially given the need of value and talent and skill at the running back position right now. So summer scouting can be really good not only to get an idea of individual players, but it gives you that macro level understanding of uh, the class as a whole too, right? But let's get into the micro then. If, we, if we're talking about the macro, let's transition to the micro. When I'm watching a prospect, what does it help me understand? It helps me, of course, understand the strengths of a prospect, right? Because that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for traits. Each one of my position groups, if you're not familiar with the rookie big board prospect, Process. Each one of my position group, quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, they have a unique set of, of skills 
that over time I've built a formula. I understand what skills when uh, watching from a scouting perspective, evaluate to fantasy or translate, I should say to fantasy football value. Um, And so I'm watching each of those things and I'm looking for those strengths. And of course you want to see those strengths in their game, but also what's really, really important in summer scouting is you're looking for weaknesses and you're looking for areas that players need to improve. And you're not looking for weaknesses uh, per se to knock them down or to find reasons they won't be good. You're looking for weaknesses because you want to gain an understanding of when it comes time to do their full draft evaluation, the actual draft evaluation, uh, you know, once it gets to October, November, December for me, and then into the into the new year, I want to know the, the parts of that player that I want to see improve in this year's tape, right? Because for 99% of prospects a year out from the NFL draft are not going to be finished products. They shouldn't be, right? They're, that's not going to happen. There's only so many like Jamar Chases of the world, right? And we have, <laughs> I'd say, one player that's pretty close and feels like an NFL-polished player uh, in this year's class, maybe two. Um, but even those guys have areas that they need to improve on. So weaknesses are good to find during summer scouting. I, I want that to be one of your biggest takeaways from this episode. It's okay you know, to knock a player right now. A great example of this, right, is I just logged my Drake May scouting report. Um, And so I I logged my Drake May scouting report, and I I point out that he's, you know, there's plenty of strengths on his tape. Like, he's a great balance of mobility and pocket presence. You know, he, he can really scoot. Uh, He can really move the pocket. He can work well through his progressions. He protects the ball. Um, And there's some examples of some really great ball placement on Drake May's tape. You can see him command an offense, and that's paired with great production. But I spend a good chunk of time talking about what I think Drake May needs to improve on. I think he needs to settle his feet down. He throws off-platform too much. Uh, He is a little bit too antsy to, to scoot outside of the pocket. He throws off his back foot way too often. His release is inconsistent, right? Um, But then what I do and what I talk about is I'll translate that for you. So what I'm saying, right, in my evaluation is that he has some of these tools and tools are great. And what he needs to improve on is mechanics and mechanics is that's that's not a, a huge red flag yet because he has a whole season to improve his mechanics. Mechanics are coachable. Mechanics are, you have the ability to improve, especially at the college level, right? You can't necessarily teach tools. Uh, So it's important to understand the strengths and the weaknesses because if I flip on Drake May's tape at the end of the 2023 season and he still has issues with mechanics, now that's a major red flag. And that is going to be a concern for me heading into the draft cycle. So, you know, Drake May, a good example here of why uh, or, or how you can look for weaknesses. And that is in a good way. It doesn't mean Drake May is not a good prospect. I'm still going to project him as a round one prospect. But I'm going to want to see these improvements when I'm looking at his full tape evaluation, you know, come the end of the season. And what I also really like about it, you know, finishing up the why, why we do it, it allows me, I just said it with Drake May, to put an NFL draft projection on him. For those who aren't familiar with the rookie big board process, I give actual NFL draft projections for every player in the rookie big board all the way through my Debbie rankings right now because NFL draft projections are so crucial. And what I will do on top of that is I will have fantasy football projections for all all of these players when they get to the NFL, when they get to your dynasty rosters, because that is important to their fantasy football value and the way you value them right now. So that summer scouting evaluation also helps me 
place in more accurate NFL draft projections and fantasy football projections for these guys. So all of those reasons are the why, why it's important. It helps you understand the strength of the class. It helps you understand the strength of the position groups. It helps you understand both strengths and weaknesses of a prospect, and it helps you get uh, a more accurate NFL draft and fantasy football projection for them. It also helps you just understand the players that you want to watch for when it comes to Saturdays. You know, it's Saturdays in the fall. What I love about it is there's so much action. Sometimes there's too much action. You don't know who to watch, who not to watch, what teams to flip on, and now I'm going to have an understanding of, you know, oh, you know, if UNC's on, I'm going to flip it on, and I know that I'm going to be looking for Drake May's footwork. You know, if I didn't do that that background work, I might not be looking for that, right? I might just be flipping it on and seeing if Drake May's going to throw a 40-yard bomb. Like, that's cool if I see that, but what's more important for fantasy football and for NFL draft projections is Drake May's footwork, and I know that because I've done his summer scouting. All right, let's talk about the who, right? Who goes into my process? How do I decide who to watch? All right, so I'm going to try to watch between 36 and 48 players during my summer scouting evaluation, during those six-ish weeks that I do summer scouting reports, right? Yeah, 36 to 48, that's a lot of guys. That's probably more guys than most analysts uh, that are putting out rookie content are going to do, you know, for full evaluations on when it's actually draft season. But that's what I feel comfortable giving a foundation so I can uh, talk in an appropriate and helpful way for you all, right? That's, That's what this is all about. So I'm going to do between 36 and 48 guys. Um, and, and how do I decide who I start with? Who am I watching? I'm going to be looking for marquee players in the class. You know, those guys that will headline the class because that tends to be the players that you want to know about the earliest and right. This all factors into Devi value as well, and so it's really important for me to be able to do that. So think about a guy like Caleb Williams or a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr., So a really good example of why it's important to do these marquee guys is Marvin Harrison Jr. I have currently at an 8.5 on the rookie big board uh, rating. So that rating translates directly from Devi to rookie boards to dynasty boards. And so, like I said, on the new rookie big board uh, tab, you can actually go to down to the dynasty players and you can look up exactly what Marvin Harrison Jr. is equivalent to when it comes to you know, comparing him to a uh, dynasty asset, right? So I can go on there, I find Marvin Harrison Jr. And you can see I have him at the same value right now as A.J. Brown, all right? And I love A.J. Brown, that's a high projection, but think about what that means for how much I love Marvin Harrison Jr.'s projection, how much I love his summer scouting evaluation. So it's important for me to do those marquee players so you have an idea of how to compare these high, high high-end Devi prospects when you're doing maybe a Devi startup draft, for example, or you're trying to pull off a big trade in your Devi leagues. All right, and then I'm gonna go next to players that I just feel confident are going to declare for the draft. That's just a logistics thing. Folks, I want to watch guys that are going to pay off. You know, they're going to go to the NFL earlier. My analysis is going to mean more. So, for example, you know, Braylon Allen, the running back out of Wisconsin, back-to-back 1,000-plus yard production seasons. He's a running back. He's 6'2", 238. There's no reason why Braylon Allen, unless he really wants to come back for a senior season or, you know, hopefully doesn't, but, you know, if he sustains injury or something along those lines, but he feels like a fairly safe bet. Uh, for a guy that's going to declare next year, right? Another example of guys that I'll add to my list, I talked about Trey Benson out of Florida State. A lot of analysts I know are hyping up Trey Benson, a lot of analysts I respect, and I will 
prioritize a guy in summer scouting that I'm hearing hype from or hype about from analysts that I respect. Uh, and then the other guys on top of that that I'm looking at, guys who popped during the 2022 season when I was doing live watch, right? So somebody like Will Shipley, uh, Donovan Edwards, those were two running backs that when I was watching them play live last year, I really liked. So I, I get excited to get them in and do early summer sc uh, scouting evaluations on these players. And then uh, also players that I see are getting drafted towards the top of Devi draft. So that kind of relates back to my first point with marquee guys that will headline the class. But you know, like a guy like Drake May, because I want to be giving good advice. And then of course, I'm prioritizing players that the rookie big board patrons want to see. And they, you know, folks will often uh, make requests to me in the DMs, in the, in the Discord itself. I'm always open to that, and I will prioritize those players as long as I think they have a realistic shot uh, of, of being, you know, NFL draft worthy heading into next year. So that's kind of the who. That's how I decide. Uh, to be completely honest with you, it tends to be players that I enjoy watching, and I have fun with it because I mentioned earlier during the what, uh, and the why, I like to have fun with it. That's the whole point of summer scouting. Uh, and so, you know, again, 36 to 48 players, usually around those parameters. We're going to finish up this episode here with the how, because how do you actually go about doing it? All right. So if I'm kind of giving you the outline, the why, what the point is, how it's useful, how it's helpful for you in your process, then I have to be able to give you some tips about the how, right? Because if you're going to go and do this yourself or or if you just want to be able to better understand and translate and, um, you know, work through the evaluations that I put out, that's also going to help you, right? So what I'll do is I'll watch between two and five games of tape on each prospect. Two games for me, it's on the low end, but, you know, I will be able to put together an evaluation on a player with two games. Um, you know, I'm willing to put a, an evaluation. I tend to find that for most prospects, I have a pretty good idea of who they're going to be after three games. Um, and that's probably just from doing this so much, but I will watch up to five games worth of tape on a player over the summer, especially some of those marquee headline guys. Most guys that I put in, I put in, um, I believe there's 14 evaluations right now. Most of them have five games worth of tape on them. Um, that's a really good foundation for me because then I'll watch another three to five games worth of tape in their full evaluation. And so that's how guys oftentimes get somewhere between eight and 10 games worth of tape in their final evaluation for me. Um, but the the guys that I am more confident will declare and more likely to watch five games, right? So if there's a player that I'm a little bit borderline on, you know, I like, I want to see, but I'm not as convinced that they're going to declare right now, then I'm not going to watch as much tape on them because, again, it, it's all about how much time that you want uh, to be able to, you know, invest and allocate around. There's only so much time to watch all of this uh, really exciting tape. Uh, so... Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and I'm going to see what the available tape is, right? And there's a lot of good resources out there for folks. I mean, you can, um, you know, there's there's a few different databases out there. Some are behind paywall, some are behind Patreon walls. Um, you know, there's certainly good draft trackers out there. Uh, Dynasty Nerds has a good Dynasty Prospect film room. Dynasty League Football, DLF, has a great um, film room as well. Uh, so there's definitely options out there, some behind the paywall, some not. Folks, you can also go to YouTube and type in, um, you know, Drake May 2022. Um, you know, Caleb Williams 2022. You can type that in, and there are folks cutting up good games for you. You know, again... I'm not here to gatekeep. 
do I love all 22 tape? Yes, I'm going to watch and prioritize all 22 as much as I can. But especially in summer scouting, folks, it is okay to flip on, you know, type into YouTube and watch a cut up. Or oftentimes, too, what you'll be able to find is if you can't find a cut up on a player, right? So maybe there's not as much cut up on a guy like Jordan Travis. Uh, you can go and type in Florida State Offense 2022, Florida State Offensive Line 2022, because there are people that will cut up the teams. And so, you know, you won't necessarily, you know, have the player individual cut up, but you could watch the whole offense. That's okay to do this time of year. It's okay. You're not going to be able to get 10 games worth of all 22 on every player. Okay. It's perfectly okay for your scouting process. All right, and then, so as I'm watching these games, oh, by the way, and what I'll do during summer scouting is I'm going to cross-reference their game logs. Uh, sports, College Sports Reference is a really great place to find game logs and just overall stats. So I'm going to cross-reference their game logs so that I know when I'm watching a game that I'm going to get an opportunity. I'm watching a game where the, the prospect I'm looking for has a lot of volume in that game, right? Because I'm, I'm giving them this opportunity in summer scouting. I'm not going to knock them or prioritize watching a game where they don't get a lot of targets. Also, by the way, this is a personal preference. There's some players, uh, or I should say there's some evaluators who will flip on an offense and be able to watch multiple players at once. Um, I don't do that. So for instance, right, um, you could watch Ohio State, you know, you could type in Ohio State uh, 2022, offense 2022, and you're going to be able to see a game where Travion Henderson's playing, Amika Buka's playing, Marvin Harrison Jr.'s playing, um, and then, you know, um, and, and you can watch, you know, one game, of course, with all of those guys. For me, I need to lock in on one player for each one of those games. Um, and so I will go back and watch the same game over and over again to look at the different players to really hone in on focus in on them. But that's just my process. Um, so as I'm watching the games, I'm taking live notes, all right? Sometimes my notes are exactly what I'm seeing in that moment, especially if it's a big play or a major example of something. But oftentimes what I'm taking notes on are trends for players. And I'm going to take a look at those trends over the course of a game, over the course of multiple games. I'm going to try to pull uh, traits out of scheme as much as I can. And I'm going to try to, uh, uh, you know, look for examples of a player doing something good, doing something poorly, seeing what happens more often than not, and just try to be able to get an overall understanding of who they are as a player, right? And so... Rookie Big Board patrons, you when you click on the profiles in your Notion, in the Notion rankings, in the Rookie Big Board rankings, when you click on the profile, if you scroll down, my live notes are your live notes. The exact same notes that I'm using, you have the opportunity to see. Sometimes they have spelling errors because those are just my live notes. So you get the real raw stuff right there. Um, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine all my notes. I'm going to put it together with my overall impressions. And I'm going to put together about a three to four paragraph summer scouting evaluation. All right. That's how the evaluation gets made. And what I'm going to include in them, every single one you're going to see, they have the pretty much the exact same formatting. There's going to be an intro paragraph that's going to give you an overview of the player, how excited I am about their fantasy football potential, and how I see them being utilized in an NFL offense. You're going to see that second paragraph. It's always a full breakdown of the strengths that they put on display. I like to tell a story. You know, I don't just put bullet points. I tell the story of the player because that's what I'm trying to get an understanding of. 
In the next paragraph, it's always going to be a detailed evaluation of their weaknesses because, like I said, weaknesses are really important to point out in summer scouting. I'm going to break down not only what their weaknesses are, but how I want to see them improve those weaknesses and how we can look for examples of those improvements in 2023. And then I'm always going to finish the evaluation with a summary of their fantasy value uh, based on the information that I've provided above. And then I'm going to go and I'm going to post those in Discord. And I'm going to post those in Patreon. And you have the opportunity to, to have those, to reference those all the way through the draft process. Uh, so that if you see that I don't like a player in the summer and I like them more uh, after the 2023 season, you can go back and see why or vice versa, right? Um, and then what I do is when I when it's time to do my actual evaluations, my full evaluations, again, in October, November, December, into the new year, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to go back and look at what I did and did not like from their summer scouting, and I'm going to use that as a foundation for their full draft evaluation. All right? So that is the what, the why, the who, the how. It's a little bit different of a format than I normally do this podcast episodes, but like I said, before I just started going in and doing and actually talking through my summer scouting takeaways and evaluations and reports on the podcast, I thought it would just be much more helpful to actually give you the insight, right? No gatekeeping on the rookie big board. The whole point of this thing is to get as many people excited about the evaluation process and get as many people in the the community as possible. So there's no better way that I could think of than to give you the inside scoop, to, to give you a little behind the scenes, just a little bit of what goes into my process and what goes into my mentality here. At least, like I said, for these six weeks when we're doing summer scouting, it's all about having fun with it with summer scouting. It's all about getting your toes wet. So even if you don't want to do the whole thing, even if you don't want to do the whole evaluation process or dig all the way in, or even if you don't want to, you know, pop onto patreon.com slash rookie big board and you don't want to, you know, Listen, watch the or, or read the evaluations, I should say. Just flip on some tape. Just give it a try. Just for your own sake. You know, just kind of dip your feet in it. Give it a shot. I think you'll you'll find that you really like it. You really enjoy it. It's a nice pace over the summer to just kind of get an overview and an understanding of some of the main players in the class. All right. Like I said, patreon.com slash rookie big board, all the information I've been talking through today, the combined rankings, the profiles, the summer scouting evaluations, the discord folks, just $3 a month. We have some really cool stuff we're working on behind the scenes to get ready for this upcoming season. I'm very excited about it. So I'm working on those as well as the summer scouting evaluations for you all. And we're going to be putting out plenty of podcast content, YouTube content's coming back out, exciting time to be a part of the Rookie Big Board, and as always, I appreciate you checking out this episode of the Rookie Big Board. Rookie Big Board.